they're, they're South Americans. We're, yes. we're North so Americans. They're Central Americans. They're Central, they're Central Americans. Okay. Yeah, but we're North Americans, right? Right. right. Okay. Um, we have appropriated the entire hey, term for ourselves. And it too, it will also give you a whole nother perspective on immigration. No mm -hmm. question. Yeah. No I mean, question. a whole nother perspective. Yeah. I better push pause before you. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs>
George, what was the name of the? It's Casa Alleluia. And then also Believe Guatemala, which Believe Guatemala has a uh, ministry there in Guatemala that ministers to the people that live in the dump in Guatemala City. So went there, uh, really more physical needs than anything, Uh just kind of hanging out with, you know, children that don't have parents, uh, praying with people that are in the, the, the Guatemala city dump. So very impactful trip. Uh, when we came home, we were burdened to, you know, go back and we felt like the Lord was calling us back. So, um, over the last three years, we've, we've shared the gospel the entire time. And so there's been I don't know the exact number, but there's been numerous people come to know the Lord. Yeah. And um, I know the last couple of trips that we've made, we've really felt like God was leading us mm-hmm. in the in the way of possibly planting a church. We have no idea what that looks like. We're just trying to, mm-hmm. you know, be obedient and see where that leads. Yeah. And so there are some things that are going on now that, that appear to be that that's where that's God awesome. wants us to go. So yeah. and we'll get to that. So could you talk a little bit about, so you talk about going there. And sensing a big need, and that's kind of seems to be a big takeaway. When you guys came home, it wasn't like, "Ooh, that's that's done. Glad I knocked out my mission trip." It was like, mm-hmm. "We got to go back." Um, yeah. Can you talk about why? Yeah, I, Georgia and Georgia. Well, I mean, it opens your eyes. Uh, but the other thing is, we saw immense physical need. But as Jeff was just saying, we also recognized, "Hey, we need to share the gospel." And it needs to be not just a one-time pro- thing at the end of a. A program. Sometimes you'll go and to do like something that's the equivalent of a vacation Bible school or something mm-hmm. in another language. And it needs to not be that. It needs to be we need to be sharing the gospel mm-hmm. house to house, person to person, people we see. And that's what we need to be doing. And I don't think we're doing enough of that. And in some cases, mission trips don't do that at all, at which point I'm not sure we ought to call them mission trips. Mm-hmm. So um, we came when we came home, we were like, OK, this was great. Let's go back and just share the gospel. Yeah. And and I don't mean just share the gospel. We we, we give gifts of, of food that will mm-hmm. you know help people out for mm-hmm. a week or two or three. That's right. But that's more of an entree to right. sort of say, we care about you. Can we come into your home and talk to you about an ultimate gift or the ultimate gift? Yeah. And so I don't think I answered your question. Yeah. So, But that's what the burden for us was, I think, after the first trip we took together. Yeah. So, no, I totally agree. I, like I said, my, that was... 21st in the twenties of a mission trip. Yeah. I've been on a ton of mission trips where I came home just feeling like, hmm, I don't really know that what I did was worth me going and leaving my family hmm. and spending the amount of money that, you know, these mission trips are not yeah. cheap. Yeah. Um, and not to say that God can't use right. what we did or what I was involved in, but um, always this burden of like, yeah, we want to meet physical needs, but we also want to meet, you know, uh, eternal needs. And I think that's for me has always been this burden of like, I want to go share the gospel and plant a church. That's ultimately what I feel like God's laid on my heart. Let's go share the gospel, spiritual needs, physical needs. If we can somehow through the grace of God be used to plant a church there, um, those physical needs will begin to come out of that church there. And we'll be able to disciple those people there and teach them and train them to do these things that have, you know, eternal mm-hmm. value. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, so um, maybe for somebody who hasn't been, 
maybe never been on a mission trip. What specifically the culture of Guatemala? I mean, flying in, can you talk about just the sensations, the smells, the weather, some of those things? What is, yeah. what, what's it like? Uh, you know, Guatemala City is, there's some areas that are just like Oklahoma City. They're very wealthy. There's yeah. malls there that you can go into. It's very busy. Um, the tra- It takes you, correct me if I'm wrong, George, it, it, 30 miles, it might take you an hour and a half. Ooh. Because uh, there's three to four million people in Guatemala City, yeah. so it's it's crazy. The traffic is not, unlike anything that we do here. There's no, there's not really laws. It's just kind of getting <laughs> point A to point B and suggestions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you're 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 breathing a lot of uh, exhaust, yeah. and uh, it's different. It's um, it's not America, but um, you know, I think one thing is for me, it it just opens your eyes to. Um, I don't know, call it the blessings that we have here. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's blessings or sometimes it's mm-hmm. it's the 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 ease mm-hmm. of how we have it here. Mm-hmm. It 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 makes you thankful for that, but it also burdens you for these people. Yeah. Um and I don't say that like physically and financially or anything like that. I'm just saying like you can just see the need yeah. that they have that we need to get Christ into this culture. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you you mentioned the wealth. There is tremendous wealth, but it's it's really like a one percent, and there's no real middle class. Yeah. And then there's you'll go from this crazy nice neighborhood, and next door is poverty, like we don't have in Oklahoma, and frankly, we don't have in the worst city or housing project you can think of in the states. Mm-hmm. And it's you know shanties that are made out of um, cardboard and scraps and and if they're lucky, um, corrugated metal and that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, with no running water and no concrete floors and just, you know, sewage running through the, the probably the middle of the home as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. And that's the city. Mm-hmm. And you go out into the rural areas or to the smaller villages, which is where we've ended up now. Um, we've kind of planted in one village that's about, I don't know, 30 miles from Guatemala City. Um, I don't know what it is in kilometers, but I'm supposed to know. Uh, and it's different there because it's not nearly as urban, right? It's, and it's not suburban either. It's, it's rural. And then you'll have this little patch of a village, but it's the poverty that's so striking for me, Mm -hmm. Uh, just the physical needs that are there. And then you start to realize that the spiritual need is just immense because. That's who like, you can feel the spiritual need. You can feel the darkness in places mm-hmm. that you go there. I think you can feel that here. It just rears its head a little differently. Yeah. I think yeah. you have to be sensitive to it here. Yeah. But when you go there, you can feel it. Yeah. Uh, you can feel the poverty. You can feel the depression, the the, the heaviness that's there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of religion there that's mm-hmm. by works. Okay. Um, the true gospel is not necessarily yeah. shared there. What are some way. of the things just as you, as you're going around sharing the gospel, what's the, the comeback, the resistance, what are, what are the common beliefs in the area? So I'm assuming it's Catholic, right? I mean, Catholic, yeah. nominally Catholic background and familiarity. Yeah. Is that right? Catholic by heritage. Um, yeah. Very few people are, are, you know, practicing every day, but that's what they would claim. And then there's, uh, there are probably a lot of people that would be nuns. And I mean, you know, NES um, nuns, but you know, they're just, they don't have those kind of categories there, but there's also a whole lot of people that claim to be um, evangelical and to the most in the most, for the most part, those folk, 
if they're evangelical, they uh, it's we're talking about the prosperity gospel, and it has giant inroads mm. in Latin America, just like it does all over the world. But mm. it's especially vicious, I think, in places with so much poverty. Yeah. But that's what is so what pervasive. So it's either Catholicism or the prosperity gospel, or just I don't care about God in, in any right. way. It's work your way to heaven, or if I believe this, I should get this, get this mm-hmm. yeah. type thing. And that's you you come up against it in just about in every every place you go to share the gospel. And some people, though, they're very open to the gospel. They're very open to let you come into their homes and sit down and give you something to drink. And they want to hear the gospel. I think the last time we went, we we would all go back in the evening and kind of debrief and come back and go, I don't think there's any way that I would do that at home. If somebody came with a group of people to my house in Moore, would I let... 10 people come into my house and just share Jesus with me. I I really don't know that I would. And, you know, it's kind of convicting when you sit there and go, "Ah," you know, I I would hope that I would be open to hear what they had to say, but they're all super open to it. Uh, So pretty, I don't know that we ever got rejected as far as like, can we come in and share? So share the gospel tons. So do a little uh, compare and contrast for us as far as like ministry and evangelism. What are some things that, you know, it's just absolutely cross cross the the border and language and all these barriers the same. And then some things that would be unique to Guatemala. Hmm. Unique as in like unique to y'all's experience, like you know, things that are just different there than they are here. Kind of like you just said. I'd start yeah, with what Jeff just said. I mean, it is different in that there is an openness to receiving you in the home that we don't find here. And there's an openness to listening, I think, beyond just receiving you in the home and sort of hospitality. There's an openness to um, to listening about God that I think is less, uh, it has decreased here over the last few years, probably. People just don't want to hear. Um, there's some outright rejection. And, and, and when we get to the end of, of the conversation and the here's here's who Jesus is and here's why you need him. We get, sometimes they reject Christ at that point, obviously, but they're listening. Whereas if you go talk to people here, there's sometimes it's just a wall immediately. They don't want to talk about it at all. I think I would say that's a big difference. Yeah, I would too. And I, I would also say that even if they reject him, they're willing to sit and listen and debate back and forth yeah. of why, what they believe is why they're not choosing Christ. Yeah. And they'll let us mm-hmm. speak truth and speak the word with, with, a, in a conversation with them. So it's really interesting because you can actually, they can reject Christ, but you can also kind of dig a little bit more and share the share the word with them a little bit more just to leave that seed. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, because you don't, you know, it's weird because you really, when you get over there and you start sharing the gospel, it's so, I mean, I, I, it's, it's a, I can't explain. It's just a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know how else to put it, but it's, I just thoroughly enjoy it. And when I come home, it's like, I just want to share the gospel with everybody. Like we need to go to this person's house. We need to go to this person's house. And it just, even if they reject you, you you know that you've planted the seed and you just come home and you pray and you hope that God sends somebody else to come in and sow some more seeds. And, uh, but were you going to share the story about the guy that rejected and well, I was going to, I thought of that in a second. Um, there was a woman who we got all the way through and we'd been talking with her for 20 minutes. And she finally said, I would have to give up my religion, wouldn't I? 
And I thought to myself, she's really sitting here considering this. And so I happened to be the person sharing through an interpreter. And I said, yes, because we're not trying to sugarcoat anything. Right. You you don't add Jesus to your religion. He, he is your life and you, you repent and turn and you turn to him. And so, um, but as, as sad as that was that she was unwilling I appreciate the fact that she is sitting here thinking through this. And so I say, Holy Spirit, work in her heart. Yeah. Um, and then there is another guy that we um, we talked with for a long time. His wife's a believer. Um, and uh, he just was unwilling. And Jeff, I'll let you tell the story. But we've been praying for him now since, since we went back, since we came back. And we know where he and his family is. And this is a family we've been to see two or three times now. And so we'll be back to see him. Um, and I think that's a, a huge deal, but yeah. I think you should tell that story. Yeah, well, that was interesting because uh, his his wife, when we started the conversation, he said he was a believer. And she looked at us and she she just said, she shook her head and she said, no, he's not. Hmm. And uh, so uh, I think I began to share and then Chris came in. And began to share, but he he rejected Christ, and I mean, we had a really good conversation. And kind of at the end, and it was kind of funny after we got back that night because everybody was kind of giving me a hard time because I told the guys like, "You just need." I told him just out. I was like, because I was getting passionate. I could. It was like living out, you know, acts. Like I was just, I you need to repent, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You need to come to know the Lord. You believe, you understand everything I'm saying, and you actually understand that you need to repent. Mm-hmm and turn from that way and follow Christ. And he just wasn't willing to do it. But uh, so was that disappointing? Absolutely it was. But we walked away there, you know, like I said, praying for that, praying yeah. for that individual and yeah. praying for that spouse that, that, uh, um, that he, you know, he, he needs Christ in his life. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I vividly picture the guy yeah. almost mm-hmm. on a daily basis, just thinking, uh, or send somebody else. Yeah. Okay. And, you know? and on the other hand, though, there's the, the woman that we came to see who um, all of a sudden she we had talked to her and she said, I believe. And so we were like, OK, but let us tell you what we were talking about. here. We talked a little bit more and it was pretty clear she understood what we were talking about. And she believed. Yeah. And, and you're like, well, thank you, Lord. This is unbelievable. It's like. It's like it's like I'm suddenly surprised that God acts, yeah. right? Yeah. And that, so that's the thing yeah. too. Like what popped in my head, George was. Th- there's people there that have said yes, mm-hmm. and we come home and we pray for them, but they need a church. Yeah, they need to be discipled. They yeah. need to be taught how to walk out their faith, mm-hmm. because the enemy there is. He's there, yeah. and he does not want them following Christ. And I think that just seeing that over the last couple of years has has made us realize, like, we're sharing the gospel, and these people have come to know Christ, but they need help, yeah. and they need a community of people, and they need to be taught and discipled and raised up. And our ultimate, I think our ultimate, what we would love to see in, in the future in five to ten years would be, you know, a church planted there, uh, some men raised up, discipled, and churches planted out of there in Guatemala um, and just see see God do 
Well, it's something great there. One of the things I love about you guys and the, the vision the Lord's given you is that it's not just a one-off and we're going to dust our feet. And like I said, we've done our mission trip for the next five years, you know, but you go, man, I, I want to go back. I want to share with that guy again. I want to mm -hmm. see it's been two or three times. Maybe the Lord softened his heart and you're getting this receptivity and you go, man, there's, there's, there's long-term fruit that I think the Lord can bear here, which is one of the exciting things we want to talk about. So, mm -hmm. so for you guys kind of moving forward, long-term plan, what, what, so you guys, obviously by your excitement and your head nods, you want to go back. <laughs> can you talk a little bit about um, you guys, the, the people you're working with, your vision for, for what, what this can look like in the future? Yeah. Well, first thing I should, we should probably say is so Chris Haynes, one of our pastors yeah. is also a leader of this and Carol Ann Lindley mm -hmm. um, is also a leader of this. And so we just, the two that you guys chose to do this podcast with. So thank you. But um, um, so we have two partners uh, on the ground. The village is Santa Lucia Milpas Altas. It's between uh, Guatemala City and Antigua. Antigua is kind of an old colonial capital that is um, uh, kind of where many foreigners go for tourism. But it's this little rural village. And um, we have a partner who and he and his wife, Hilmar and Carmen, are sort of the, our hosts and he is, he would be sort of like the pastoral care guy for the entire village, loves Jesus and everyone knows him and he loves them and he knows who needs to be talked to. Hmm. He takes us to those places and he, we love him to death. And then there's a, uh, a young man named Luis Tardone and his, he's just been married about a year. Um, and Luis and Lily live in Guatemala City. They live probably 90 minutes to two hours from Santa Lucia, Milpas Altas, but Luis has a really good theological grounding and a great desire. He's been our translator, but he's not really a translator. He's an evangelist mm -hmm. and he has a great desire to evangelize and teach. And so Luis, we are praying with him and his wife about the idea that he might be the pastor of this mm -hmm. church. And those are the folks that we're working with. So we feel like we have a stable set of two couples um, that, that would sort of be, you know, um, foundational for this. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, it's, and Luis has just been through trips. He's been translators for, um, what's the church? It's Capitol Hill. Yeah, Capitol in, Hill. In, in, uh, He's worked with them. Oklahoma City. Yeah. That's how we got to know Luis. Yeah. And, uh, incredible guy. He's young and he is on fire for the Lord and wants to be obedient to him. Um, and we, we feel like that he's going to play uh, a role. Uh, and that role hopefully is the pastor of the yeah, church. I have no idea what that's going to look like. It's not going to look like starting out for sure. It's not going to look like anything here. Um, I don't, I, you know, we, they don't have buildings. They don't have cars to hop in and drive to. And, um, you know, we think, uh, it might look a little different for where he may be able to go and visit two or three days a week to people that we've already ministered to that have come to know the Lord, maybe start some little could be house home, churches, home church yeah. things, yeah. maybe some Bible studies. And that's, that's what the church looks like. So we're, oh, we're, we're just um, prayerfully. And, you know, I, this is, I mean, George and I are, are you know, I, I'm not a church planner. I mean, I'm called to make disciples and plant churches and I'm more than, and I know all of us that are involved are more than willing to do whatever. Mm -hmm. um, we have no idea what it's going to look like. We're just excited that yeah. we can walk by faith and go, okay, God, this is 
this is what you're doing. Yeah. This is where you're working and we're yeah. going to team up with you and That's right. just, you know, whatever you want to do, we want to be a sure. part of it. So. so we get people who listen to this and they hear this and they get really excited and want to be a part of it. What does mobilization look like out of Trinity? Yeah. What does that look like for you guys? Or maybe they have questions, you know, I think right now about like if, if someone hears this probably, okay, what about language? What about, I've never been out of States or travel. I mean, what are some things, you know, that you would give them just as practical things to start thinking and praying towards being a part of the Guatemala mission? I would say, I would say pray about whether you ought to go with us because we're going to have a bunch of trips, but uh, over the next, you know, over the course of a year, we envision sort of probably still going to have the one traditional looking mission trip in, in June or something that's, that's a week long or a little longer than that. And maybe there'd be another one that would take place in January to be like midterm for students and that kind of thing. Those kinds of things will still occur. We also envision taking two or three day trips with two or three or four people uh, at a time for specific reasons. And the one thing I would say about those trips are, if you really want to know what's going on, that might be a good trip to go on. Just come on down with us. Yeah. Um, be ready though, because we might, toss you out there and say, share, share Christ with this guy, even though our trip is, you know, training men sure. about being men or something, whatever that specific trip would be, right. but pray about whether you'd like to go. Um, I, I, I'm very hopeful that we're going to be able to share a lot of cool information with the church over the next few weeks and months, and that we'll know more about w which direction it's going to go or how fast it's going to go. But but there are going to be opportunities to go and there are going to be opportunities to get together uh, with us and, and do other things. Language is a big barrier. So um, we are hopeful that at some point we might at Trinity be able to uh, do some uh, Spanish language training and uh, learn yeah. more about that. Yeah. And some of us, you know, Carol Ann is fluent in Spanish, which is a big help. Some of us are trying to learn Spanish haltingly and uh, <laughs> And uh, it's a long process uh, that makes me think I should have paid more attention in high school. So high school <laughs> students pay attention in Spanish. Well, if you need any help, uh, rumor has it that Randy Presley is exceptional in <laughs> yeah, Spanish. Andy, that's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, to add to that. It's pig, um, pig Spanish. To <laughs> add to that, if, you know, if you're listening and, I mean, you've ever had a tug to go on a mission trip. I mean, say yes. I mean, it. I, I can remember the first one I ever went on. I had no no idea why, but I knew that I was being called to do something out of my comfort zone, and it changed my life. I mean, it really did. It helped propel me to love God more mm -hmm. and to be a part yeah. of what He's doing in the world. I mean, it can radically change the direction of your walk with Jesus. And I wholeheartedly believe that. That's why all my kids are going to go. Yeah. Uh, my oldest is Ben. She's going to go again. Uh, my younger two are going to go. Yeah. Um, and and to share the gospel is, is a privilege. Have you guys noticed like a change when you get back? Like is, is it just going to Guatemala and sharing the gospel really fuel and kind of you know, make you more likely to share here or is your passion for evangelism here what fuels you to go to Guatemala or can y'all kind of nail that down? Or? Well, it probably should be the latter that my passion for evangelism here fuels me to want to go to Guatemala. But in the first place, it, it was the reverse. It was what you said first. It was that I came back from Guatemala and said, I need to share the gospel all the time. 
I, it's one thing to love those folks in Guatemala, but God loves all these folks. And I'm supposed to be doing missions right here. And um, but what Jeff said about loving God more from from doing missions, mission overseas missions. Well, the more I love God, the more I end up loving the people that he loves and the more I want them to know who he is, because I know where they're headed without him. They're headed to hell and eternal, eternal torment. And we don't like to talk about that, but that's part of this. And that's, right. So I think the missions for me definitely fueled a more um, holistic, to use a big word, um, this should be everything in my life yeah. um, here or there or wherever. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. I think we too, we would, we, we do want to do some evangelism here. No question. We've talked about that here. Like we, we would like to do an evangelism class. We would like to go out into our neighborhood around our church, maybe meet some needs. Maybe can we pray for you? Yeah. And then through those conversations, allow people to share the gospel. Yeah. You do it here. You can do it there. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we're excited about mm-hmm. that too. Well, thank you guys for and your obedience, just following the Lord's leading in this. We're so excited about what, what he's doing and, and how he's using you and, and excited to, to jump in and excited that the Trinity is going to work towards some, some really big things here in the near future. So um, if you're interested, come talk to Jeff, come talk to George, talk to Chris, talk to Carol Ann, and they'll be happy to share with you about what God's doing there in Guatemala and, and get you connected. So we'll catch you next time on TBC Equipped.